Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ferguson Harrington Hawks. I'm Ferguson. I'm Harrington. And I am Hawks. Throwing pads. And this is our podcast (laughs) where we talk about stuff and things. Very important stuff. Yeah. Very important stuff, like chickens. Like chickens, yay, there you Uh, go, and bees. uh, And bees, yeah, we're getting bees now. Can you believe it, listeners? Listener? <laughs> what do you think, Mum? What are you calling it? <laughs> well, well, the, the chickens, the chicken coop is called Cluckywood, right? Because yeah, we yeah. live in Ellie. Uh, yeah, we live in Ellie, which sounds glamorous, but just if you're not in Ellie, and even if you are in Ellie, I want you to know that Ellie, when it rains, looks exactly like Croydon. So keep that in your mind. <laughs> yeah, especially um, it's Van true, isn't it, Chase? Yeah. What do you say? The Magical Kingdom of magical Van Magical Kingdom of Van like... You know I love yeah. the Magical Kingdom of Van So the bees, the bees are called, what's it going to be called? Buzzywood. Buzzywood. And, <laughs> and Mark is now building a worm farm, which is like basically a really good composter thing, right? Yeah. And we're going to call that Wormwood Scrubs. A little taste of hope. This is why you tune in, listeners. This, 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 for this, this is the goal. Update on Lynn's garden. <laughs> this is the stuff. This is oh. what we're paid for. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> can't even give it away. What Basically, are you the podcast about? is about Lynn's garden. We have important stuff to talk about, though. Didn't we agree that in this series we were going to try and be brainy? I mean, yeah. it, like it's like two dyslexics and an idiot, though, right? <laughs> so, like, how we're going to manage it, I don't know. But Chess had this brilliant idea, didn't you, Chess? Because listener, aside from being adorable, Chesney is also very smart. Very I brainy. Mean, very brainy. Ches had this idea that we should be smarter and we thought, oh, that's a challenge because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're not that smart. But the world at the moment feels like it might be getting a bit, um, like a bit less uh, contemplative, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Would you agree Good with word. that, boys? A long word. Yeah, good. It's a good. It makes me sound smart, right? <laughs> so, but I it's bet as to dyslexics, you could not spell that. In fact, if you <laughs> if you annoy chance. me today, I'm going to make you spell it. <laughs> <laughs> so Chesney had, had this idea about that we should bring in quotations, and we would discuss uh, what that quotation means, and we would have guests who would uh, sort of personify. I think that's another good mm. brainy word. Really good well, word. we feel that that quotation. You're on a roll, Lynn. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so Chesney, do you have a quote? Yes. Uh, well, we. W- I think as time goes on, we will probably have our guests um, choose their own favourite quote. But because right. this was a little bit last minute, I decided to choose our our guest's quote for him. So the quote that I'm going to use for our guest today is, "Dedication is what you need." By the castle. Is he a record breaker? Is that what it is? Is he <laughs> a record breaker? We're showing our age with that. So aren't we? So yeah, yeah. that was Roy Castle, the record breakers, what, 1970? I mean, I think he was, that was going through the 80s. I mean, I I, I remember, yeah. I really hope our listener is older than 25. As soon as our listener is my mum, I think we're okay. (laughs) Well, if if they're not, what we can do is we can sort of shrink it down a bit and we can just sort of pair, we can pair it down to just the word dedication, Mm. maybe, and just look at at that. Because it's an interesting word because where it actually comes from is probably Mm -hmm. not, the manner in which we use it today and the context we use it today. Mm, pray tell, Neil. So it actually goes back to the 14th century, uh, in which is referred to the solemn act of dedicating something, such as a calendar day or a church, to a deity or to a sacred use. And then centuries later, it came to be used for the act of devoting time and energy to a particular purpose. Mm. And obviously nowadays, dedication commonly indicates the quality of being loyal or devoted to a cause, ideal or purpose. So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That religious thing of, um, I'm going to dedicate this building. I'm going to dedicate this temple. Uh, what would you dedicate? Well, how about I dedicate, the, I dedicate this song to you? Ah, that's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm actually kind of speechless for once because I'm like, whoa. Neil Harrington, you have dedicated yourself to being smart. Did you hear all those big words that came out there? I was like, who is this? Is this actual, actual preparation? I've got to say, I didn't, go, I didn't go further than page two of Google, but I felt the, I felt the ambivalence. Or I, I felt the vagueness of pages one and two of Google was more interesting directions than maybe a more analysed, defined sort of look. 
Um, I think the reason that, that this uh, particular topic or, or quote was chosen for our guests is because um, our friend uh, has dedicated his life to to a certain thing. Um, yeah. You know, in the same way that I've dedicated my life to to music and and kind of you know and being adorable. And, uh, yes, that was the other thing. Those are two things <laughs> that I dedicated my life to. Um, <clears throat> you know, and and done that kind of ten thousand hours um, thing. Mm. That's what I think this topic is really about. You know, dedicating and and not perfecting. I guess because what is perfection? <laughs> But actually, Especially working, in a creative sense. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's one man's meat, right? So, um, yeah. But we're always learning, right? And and if you if you're in a particular uh, place in life, um, you can always learn more. You know, every, every mm. everyone can always move on forward in in, in something that they that they uh, that they do. And so that that's where I um, see us going. I think that's a really good point. Actually, I hadn't even thought about it, but I suppose my dedication or would be story. And yeah. the like, you know, that's I started acting, and the, so you learn about story from the top of it, really, by you know presenting it, then writing. So you start by creating, and now I'm really into the thing about the stories that people are telling, like mm-hmm. the what everybody's transmitting all the time, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. is that's that ten thousand hours thing. Yeah, because sometimes Mark, when I do like the reading of people. You know that we're we'll do later on. People will say, "Oh, ooh, is it psychic powers? Ooh, are you ooh like that?" And Mark goes, "Nah, it's just she's been doing story for years and years, and so she understands the structure and of it. It's like yeah. you can pick up a guitar and do anything, really, right? Yeah. Well, and I, you and Neil can make any sound sound okay, <laughs> even us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dedication. <laughs> when I listen to music. Uh, I hear the chords, and I can I can kind of feel where where the structure is going, and I and I can feel yeah. where the melody can go and and wouldn't go, <clears throat> you know. And when you listen to people tell a story, you you yeah. see uh, what's actually going on inside their head, you know, because mm. you've been you've been doing it for so long, and you're so good at it because of that. Yeah. Oh, you are adorable. Oh, I know. I know. I'm quite excited about this guest. I really am. I feel like the story that he's been presented as often is completely not the story as to who he really is, right? Mm. That often he's portrayed as somebody that he's not. Mm, Um, So I'm excited about seeing him today. Okay, Chesney, are you ready for this? Neil's really been like, he's taken, you know what Neil's like. (laughs) You know what Neil's like, Chesney. If you say something to him, he can't put the fucker down. He will like, like study. Like a dog with a bone. <laughs> he totally is. So because you said smart, right? Because you said smart, Neil's been getting like that whole quote about dedication. That's not the only smart thing he's doing. No, look at him. Look at Feeling there's more. There's more to come. And I'm so excited. <laughs> right? Are you ready, Neil? Here's your moment. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a set countdown? To, How about a drum no, roll? Set up to fail or what? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Most of you will know our guest today from Strictly Come Dancing and more recently Dancing on Ice. In fact, he just generally represents the word dancing. He is focused, <laughs> he is handsome, athletic, smart. In fact, if he wasn't such a nice guy, we'd f***ing hate him. I am, of course, talking about New Zealand-born charmer, Brendan Cole, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Hey, you know what I think you missed out though? I have to say, I think you missed out Swarthy. Oh, Swarthy. Because there's Swarthy. There's something about you, Brendan Cole, that's a little. Yeah, you're a little bit piratey. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not think he's a little bit piratey? I'm like, he's like a dancing pirate, (laughs) Brendan Cole. Because you've got that glint in your eye and the the whole swashbuckling thing. I'm sure you've been called worse. You've definitely been called worse. Much. Much. Now, for you listeners, um, this is uh, Brendan's one of my uh, one of my mates. I am bringing into as as one of our first guests on series three, and um, series three. yeah, we've known each other for a while now, haven't we, mate? Uh, we I many, think we many first, years, yes. first met. Uh, we did a, a supercar challenge uh, from London to down to Le Mans. Oh, awesome! We did the most ridiculous thing uh, out of nowhere. There came this challenge to drive supercars all the way across France to go Le Mans. Why? Why would you say no? Why would you say no? <laughs> 
Right, that's exactly why you're in showbiz. That's what it's for. Yeah, Those no, sort of you know, there are a few perks that come our way. Yeah, exactly. We stayed in castles, and I took my my father-in-law with me, George. That's right. Who I'm sure will be sending his love right now. And we hung out with Joe Swash in a castle in somewhere oh, in just south of Paris. And anyway, we had a good time. And uh, yeah, we've we've been mates ever since, haven't we, mate? Indeed. Uh, what a lovely memory, actually. Um, one of one of the finest. So uh, yes, and here we are. What ten years later? Fifteen years later? I don't even know how many years later. I think but, it probably uh, is like fifteen. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you went you went off and had a load of kids in the meantime, didn't you? Yeah, just a couple. Couple uh, of kids. <laughs> <laughs> <Congratulations>. So Chesney <laughs> had this idea when he's not driving about in in supercars. He had this idea that he wanted to make series three of our podcast a bit smarter like okay. we should be brainier right uh, which is why we have you brainy and say, swarthy crikey, I'm not sure I'm not sure you hit the money right on the head but we'll give it a so whirl so Chesney's plan was that we would discuss a, a topic or a quote and the one that he thought would be right for you is the quote you probably don't remember record breakers you might have been in New Zealand at the time Ooh, but it was Roy Castle saying uh, dedication is what you need because he feels that dedication is kind of something that you personify. Yeah. Oh, thank Would you very that, much. Uh, I think yeah. that's, that's fair. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, dedication for me is uh, to succeed in life, you need dedication to succeed in anything, whether it be a relationship or, or work or or something you're you're driven by passion um, mm. fuels that dedication. And without it, you, you'd have to be a very lucky individual to succeed. Um, so, so, yes, dedication is something I've always tried to throw into whatever I'm focused on at, that, at what, any given moment. Um, well, you must be really good at it. I tell you why, because <clears throat> we were talking about you before in a lovely way, except the guys were a bit jealous of your swarthiness. That's why they didn't mention it, right? But that what they were what they were discussing was that, like, how as a little kid in New Zealand, right? Mm. Do you go? You know what? I think what I want to do is I'm going to be also like I'm going to I'm a male, <laughs> a mm. little boy in yeah. New Zealand. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to really. I think I'm going to be well known as being a magic dancer. That takes uh, a <laughs> bit of, courage. you know, pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah. Courage. Right. Um, they possibly should have locked me up at some point along the way and had me examined. Uh, it's a it's a very weird thing to do. And when I look back at, at how my career developed, and um, one of the things that fueled my my passion, if you like, was actually it was almost the adversity of of what I was doing and and having people almost take the mickey out of me for being a dancer because mum wanted us to dance my, my brother sister and and I we that she wanted us all to dance and so we did I didn't love it at first but it became something that we just we just never stopped you know whether like football year you hang up the boots at the end of the season mm. uh, eventually maybe you might not go back but dancing never stopped so we just continued on this path of being uh, dancers and then and then the bug gets you and you go do you know what I'm actually quite good at this I can make this a career but the more people told me that I was ridiculous and you know a big girl's blouse and and all the other uh, things that you used to call people back in the, those days. Um, <laughs> uh, the more people said it, the more I went, yeah, all right, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to push, and I'm going to push, and I'm going to push. It's a very Billy Elliot story in a way, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. It's, it, I, when I look back and think, goodness me. I'm a ballroom dancer. It's a very odd thing to... <laughs> how, did I, to, to <laughs> how did I get here? Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. But determination was a massive um, factor in that. And and actually just the, the step of being an 18-year-old, I actually came over to the UK to do a... Um, to do a world championship uh, representing the country. I mean, it wasn't anything exciting, but it was exciting for me and and my partner at the time. Well, you know, (laughs) in the world of ballroom dance, going over to do a a ballroom dancing championship, it's it's an odd thing to to travel the world for. Um, So I had this opportunity to do it. And part of that journey was I came to London and London at the time, it's not anymore, but at the time it was very much the home of ballroom and Latin dancing. And all the the people that were amazing within the field, like the world champions, all the big judges, just the people that you saw on the videotapes back then, uh, they were the ones that you looked up to from little old New Zealand because you didn't get really get the coaching there. So you were studying the videos and going, okay, this is what I have to do. To walk into this studio in South London one particular day and see not only the world champions practicing who were absolute icons, 15 year, 15 times world champions, um, but all the people that were up against them and, and dedicated people 
going hell for leather basically uh, on this on this journey to try and be be number one to try and be the world champions themselves or get close to and try and make a career out of ballroom dancing and there is a big career to be had out of ballroom dancing believe it or not um so and i i walked into this place and i i had this like epiphany moment where i went I need a piece. I need a piece of this. I want to be part of this scene, and I set myself a target to be back before my nineteenth birthday. Uh, and I turned eighteen whilst I was there, so uh, I moved back. Virtually a year later, I, I went home. Uh, I, I actually crashed my car, wrote off my car, got the insurance, had a thousand pounds from the insurance, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the rest is history. A one-way ticket. See you later, mum. Sorry, thanks for thanks for raising me all these years. I'm off, oh, uh, which I feel so bad about. Because imagine you. I never thought my children. She's my daughter's nine. My my son's four. At some point, they're going to leave me and go to the yeah, other side of the world. Yeah, what's just happened to me, Brendan. I've got an 18-year-old daughter who's now moved, just moved to Scotland. Uh, you know, she's studying in, at St. Andrews University. Oh, my goodness. But that's what oh, that's something. I, I, for me, I think that's the, the greatest compliment as a parent, though, is that you've, that you've raised them so to a point where they're, will, they're, they're happy to go out into the world, you know, yeah. and, and you obviously were ready. You were cooked, you know. You were, was, <laughs> the bell had I gone. Was, bursting at the seams to to get out um yeah. and it's it's a it's a it's a very a very strange thing to do i'm off i'm off, off to study ballroom dancing on the other side of the world <laughs> uh i possibly won't be back yeah. and, uh, and uh, yeah the rest is actually history but that's yeah. a good yeah. we've got the subject of dedication today that is something very apt at that age brendan is it you've got to be really dedicated at that age to go and pursue something like that yeah and fearless in a, in a way you, you can't have the, the, a minute a minute of fear will stop you in your tracks Absolutely. um worrying about what what might be around the corner and i think you're either the, a person who um, accepts a challenge, walks through the walks through the door that is presented to you, or you stop at that door and go, "Do you know what? I'm not ready to go through this door at this time." And and that's uh, true of life. Everywhere you go, every every turn you make could be a different direction your life takes, whether it be meeting your future partner or. Mm. You know, um, moving to a different city or a different country, all of these opportunities, a different job comes your way. Do I take it? Oh, it's going to take me out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to do that. That is the excitement of life and and one very much that has been missed in the last few years with, with all the all the political um, stuff that's been going on, the lockdowns and what have you, to have opportunities now. I don't know about you lot, but I, I'm gagging for opportunities yeah. and every single one of them, I'm going to be walking through that door uh, because yeah. it's, it's exciting. It's, it's a just say yes moment. Exactly. Someone Absolutely. as swarthy as you, Brendan, not, not to say you're gagging for opportunities. Our lady listeners and gentlemen listeners out there, listener, will be like, whoa, I have an opportunity for it. Don't, don't make me laugh, I'm getting over it. One of the things that I find so very interesting about you is that I feel that you, certainly when you joined Strictly, it brought personality to ballroom dancing. Like, not only were you like a dancer and people are like, oh, that, that swarthy guy, but they, you became the guy who had personality and sometimes they were like, well, he's got too much personality. You should just yeah. wear a lovely outfit and be pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very interesting situation that because you either make a name for yourself or you fade into the background and, and eventually dwindle out. I probably went I probably went too far in the. I mean, I was I was young. I was twenty eight. Quite a macho kind of character. One didn't want to be seen as a sissy dancer. Um, that's all gone away now. I'm quite happy to be seen as a sissy dancer. And, and uh, <laughs> you, you always I, love I have the nothing sequins. to prove. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, listen, put an outfit on me. I had a photo shoot this this morning for a for a gig that I've got at the end of the year, and I it was a it was a, it was a full full outfit, um, and I loved it. You know, give me a, a bit of makeup and a and a wig. Let, let's go. Sequintastic. Um, yeah. Um, but at the time. I I was I was really really wanted to prove myself um, to anybody watching that um, that I wasn't gay. First of all, my brother's gay, um, and I had a little, I suppose I had a thing about that where I didn't want to be seen. I love my brother and and very much uh, respect his 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 gayness, um, but I didn't mm. want to be seen as the same as him. And he was a dancer, so I had to separate myself from that. Yeah. It was that mm. young adolescent stupidity, I guess. Um, whereas now I don't I don't give it a thought and. Uh, I think I was, I was trying to prove by being this character. Um, that softened over the years, thankfully. Uh, and some people loved it, and some people absolutely hated it. In fact, um, one of the one of the heads of of entertainment at the BBC 
Uh, she was a bit of a fan of mine. She, we, anytime we spoke, she was like, I love what you do. Just keep on going, keep on going. And she said to me, uh, you'll always have a place on the show as long as I'm here. And I was like, oh, great. Thank you very much. And uh, about about two years before I left Strictly, um, uh, she came up to me at the rep party and said, oh, Brendan, listen, let me say goodbye. I'm, I'm actually leaving the BBC. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've, I've got this new opportunity I'm going to take. And I went, oh, shit. Uh, oh, my goodness. My days are numbered. And they were um, because, you know, depending on who's in power, uh, you're either liked or hated. And uh, unfortunately, the, the other person that was in power didn't like me as much as she did. Um, so it's one of those one of those things. It gets you a certain way, but you've got to you've got to check yourself every now and then. And and thankfully, I'm a very well well rounded individual at this 45 turning 46 in a few days uh, stage of my life. Yeah. So if we take the real Brendan Cole and the Brendan Cole that has to go out there and put the number on and put the makeup on and put the and yeah. do that. How much of a different person is that? How much of a difference um, is there between those two? I'd say showbiz Brendan is a, a probably a, a 20, 20 to 30% more extroverted. Yeah. Um, when I'm on a stage, I walk on the stage and I make sure that I own the, own the stage, uh, mm. regardless of who else is on it. Um, there's a persona that certainly comes out. It has, hopefully, he has a little bit of charm. He has a, a bit of funniness and and sure and. Is. And as with this, and, and perf- perfection to detail, you know, I, I, I very much want what I'm doing at any given moment to be seen as extremely good if it can be. Yeah. Um, whereas at ho- my home life, I'm, I'm certainly not as as bullshit as that, and I'm certainly not as I don't believe in myself as much as when I'm on a stage. Um, but I think you've got to have that to 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 enable yourself to to exceed, uh, to, to excel in that environment. Uh, I mean, you know, Ches, you walk out on yeah. that stage, so people are going, right, entertain me, what have you got? Yeah. And the moment you show show weakness, or you may as well go Oh, home. God, forget it. Yeah, of course, you, you have to have that. And and I think, you know, it, with you being, uh, you know, used to being on stage and me being used to being on stage, I, I can completely and utterly relate to that. that you know, there's like a, it is another persona in a way, but but then you have to bring yourself to it because, you know, people have to to like you you know what i mean they so like do. they do oh god bless you uh, but mm-hmm. like so when i'm on stage now yes there is that kind of 30% of i've got to up this because i'm entertaining people here yeah. um but then i always bring me like my personality you know what i mean so i you know so it I remember has my, to be you yeah and i remember my dad saying from an early age like you know just pretend that the the people in the crowd are like your friends that are just sitting in your living room and, you know, and then you'd be okay. You'd be fine because because they have to relate to you as a person. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the beauty also about being on a stage is that generally, unless you're there as a, as, as something that's not part of what's actually going on and you're just sort of there as a filler or whatever, yeah. um, that people are there to see you. They want to see what you've mm. got to offer. And that's a beautiful feeling. That's a, that's a magical feeling. I, I've toured the, the UK and Ireland for um, over 10 years with my own uh, theatre productions. I've done five different productions and... And uh, I finished the the last one in March 2020, just before all the all the lockdowns, yeah. 1920. Um, and yeah, it was it was um, something that I I. It, it defined me as a as a person and, and as an entertainer to actually have to produce my own show, uh, create it, um, cast it, uh, costume it, do all those things that, that it takes to put on a, a good production. And when I when I watched it um, back from the side and saw, saw my dancers doing what they were doing and, and the feeling I got from walking on that stage is the best feeling I can I can. Uh, it's it's like being your own rock star. I know it's not. You're only entertaining a thousand odd people, fifteen hundred people. But but to me, that was it was worth every bit of heartache and 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 sweat to get to that moment. And people are there to Sounds see like you. Dedication to me. Dedication. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. One of the things that we were talking about there is the story that people have of you and the story of who you are. Right. Mm. So, like, the person you are on stage and the person that you, who you are. And that's sort of my area. Yeah. Which is that, uh, so, Neil is Mr. Sound. If you need sound, he's sound. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Chesney, if you need music, oh, there's music <laughs> and adorability there. But I work in story. Right. So, I was wondering if I could do a little story with you. Oh, right go on, now. then. Go on, then. Well, how it works, don't you dare do that, Swanley. <laughs> you get me all bothered. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what it is is um, I listen to the stories that people are telling like the the stories that people say and what is underneath it so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to tell me a story for two minutes right? okay 
I'll tell you what the story is, so you don't have to panic. All right. uh, not that you panic no. anyway. It's just not Never. your thing. No. You do not panic. Never. It doesn't work, and it's not a pirate's <laughs> way, Brendan. It's no. not a pirate's right. way. Um, <laughs> and I will, uh, and I will write it down. I'll write stuff down. Uh, okay. And then after it, I'll tell you what I hear. Are you up for it? No, I'm up for it. Let's do awesome. It. Right. Okay. I'm going to set my little timer here. So for two minutes, I would like you to tell me the story of your name. The story you of ready? my name. Okay. You ready? Go. Go. Yes. The story of my name, Brendan Cole. Well, I was almost Christopher Cole, and I heard a, a, a chap on the radio called Christopher Cole, and I pictured myself being Christopher Cole, and it didn't quite suit. I don't love my name. Brendan is certainly not showbiz friendly, uh, but my mum wanted me to be called Brendan because it was a name within her family. Uh, I have a, or she has cousins, a cousin called Brendan, and I think it was handed down from there. The name Cole, uh, my, all of my roots are actually Scottish um, from uh, way up in Aberdeen, uh, right down, to, and also um, sort of uh, north, north of England, Newcastle way as well. Um, but ultimately uh, Scottish and Cole uh, was my father's name and his father's before him and his father before him so I guess that was handed down um, I like the name Cole it, it feels strong to me uh, I don't mind hearing it when people call my name and uh, Brendan and I could deal with that I wish I'd thought of it much a much better stage name when I went into showbiz in 2004 but I didn't because I was naive and silly uh, how's that? Is that two minutes? Do you want more? No, 53 seconds. You've got oh, to go. Right. Keep going. Uh, You're not right. getting out of it that easily. No. Um, Brendan Cole. Uh, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Your name, obviously your parents want to call their children names. Um, uh, uh, for me, it was really important to name my children something that I thought they were going to love. I'm not sure my mum thought it through when she thought of Brendan. Um, I, I, I don't see it as such a, a great name. Um, but I think the fact that she loves it and the fact that she wanted to to give it to me, um, I, she loves it. Um, so I suppose that's a really important thing, even though I did leave her when I was 18. Um I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about my name. I don't really like it. If I loved it, I'd sit here and tell you how cool I am, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> tell Keep me that's a minute and no. a half. There you go. You've uh, done it. Oh, Brendan Cole. Hi, mate. Well done, mate. Sorry to put well you on the spot yeah, there, mate. <laughs> all right, that's all right. Uh, Do you know, though, I love you more, Brendan Colt. So like, the story of your name is how you see yourself, right? Oh, right. And, yeah, and... Um, you are very much a, you, I, don't, I don't want to talk about how I feel but I'll show you how I feel okay. right? you'll know how I feel by how I show you mm -hmm. and also you don't really like talking about yourself at all Right. <laughs> I'll just ask me to do something. I will do it. Yeah. Do not ask me to talk about myself. I don't no. like it very much. No. So it's, it's, it's you know. And also, oh, what I should say about this is, um, you are totally free to disagree with this. This is not like Mystic Meg or whatever. Right. So if I say something and it's rubbish, you can go. That's rubbish. Okay. I'm swarthy. Shut up. <laughs> right, you can say that. We'd be good. All right. Um. <clears throat> so what is in your name is about uh, the sound of you. And what comes through is about um, how much you love your mum, even though she, um, it's not that she doesn't understand you, but you feel very responsible for her, like mm. that you would hate to hurt her feelings. Yes. And f family, my little friend, I'm glad you found a lovely wife and had children because family matters everything. And yes. that's everything, isn't it? Yes, it it's does. It's like the lineage and being a good guy and show that you're a good guy and uh, display who you are in actions. Don't just say you're going to do something. If you're going to do something, do it. Yes. Right. Do it, then talk about it. Don't talk about it and never do it. Does yeah, that make that's, sense? That Does that sense. sound like the story of you? It sounds like very much the story of me. Yeah. I'm a changed man from when they have, we all are. Once we have children, everything becomes focused on them. And actually all my behaviour... Both, both on screen and off screen, changed the moment I had children. Uh, it changed a little bit when, once I had a wife, uh, lovely Zoe. But then once once you have children, then then it's really important that your whatever you're portraying, whatever you're putting forward, has to be something that is never going to embarrass them or or lessen their life, I suppose. So uh, was, that was a nice thing to have happen in one's life, and we all we'll, we'll feel it. But as I parents. think, see, in your story, I think you were like that before, though. Like, cause what the, what in someone's story comes through is the sound of who they are, and I think that actually, the the this thing in you, of <clears throat> don't just talk about it, do it, 
is why you, uh, as a young boy in New Zealand, were like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And also early on, there's a thing about, uh, you talk about the Christopher Cole on the radio, that I think from quite early on, you knew you weren't going to stay in New Zealand. You were like, this is, uh, these people here are good, but this isn't where I belong. I belong somewhere over there, and that's where I'm going. And sometimes when people are all about action, then it can be misinterpreted as ego. Yes, all of them are Yeah, but like you really are just a guy who does stuff. It's like literally, I, I sort of think I'd like to have you around the house, except <laughs> if I said, uh, Brendan, let's have a cup of tea. Uh, I'm thinking of digging up that part of the garden. It would be dug up before the tea was made. <laughs> yeah, Do you know true. what I mean? That's true. So that's I, true. I think it, I, I, it's, I like you even more than your swarthiness. <laughs> oh, right? thanks, 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 thanks. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, what I, was, I wonder I was, No, I was just going to wonder if dedication came naturally to you then. Do you feel that dedication was a natural thing um, linked to this doing? Yes. Um, a lot to do with, I think a lot to do with my father not really being around much when we were kids. Um, uh, he left, mum and dad split up when I was six going on seven. Around about the same time as I started dancing, weirdly. Um, the thing with him not being around, there was no father figure on a day-to-day basis, you know, and, and he'd have us every every few days and then every few days became a weekend and then it became every second weekend and all that kind of thing. Yeah. He just wasn't a great – he wasn't a great dad. He was still my mate, so that, that's all good. And right up until when he passed away 12, 13 years ago, we were we were great friends. He was my dad, but we were, we were much more mates. Um, and the fact that he wasn't around, I wanted to fill that role. I was really important to me. I wanted to do. I wanted to do everything. I'll do it, mum. I'll do it. I'll do it, mum. I wish my yeah. children would be a bit more like that. <laughs> they will. They'll get there, mate. They're young. Seriously. <laughs> Could somebody please put their own stuff away? Um, that comes later. But, <laughs> oh, please, honestly. So uh, yeah, I, I have very strong memories of of all of that kind of thing and wanting wanting to be the man of the house, um, even mm. at a silly age of like seven, eight, um, nine, when I wasn't even possible to be the man of the house. And, and even went to the point where uh, my mum's now husband, but her boyfriend, uh, when I was about 15, he came in. Oh, Brenda did not like this. Uh, <laughs> chest puffed out. I mean, we had a proper, proper, he was a, he's the most lovely guy. Uh, I couldn't wish for a better, better fella for my mum. We had a proper punch up in the, in the, in the, in the driveway. Really? Just purely because we could not, he, he, he could not tolerate me and I could not tolerate him. I think he went easy on me. I was only 15. He could have probably pummeled the hell out of me. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those, one of those things I wanted to be, I wanted to be old before my time. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to conquer everything. I wanted to make, mm. make the surroundings um, better. And I wanted to be the best at whatever I did, not at the detriment of somebody else, but for my own personal, if this is my task, this is, I will, I will be the best at it that I can be. You said something earlier on that kind of struck with me. We, you said that as long as passion is behind it, um, you know, the dedication will, will follow, you know. And, yeah. and I think that's very, very uh, apparent with you. You know, you, if you're passionate about something, you're going to go to absolutely the ends of the earth to make sure that you, you've got it right, you know, which is why yeah. it felt so good for you to, um, you know, create your own show and, uh, and, you know, to sit back and watch um, what you've achieved uh, and the crowd to love it and, and you know, that, that pride has come through from your passion yeah. for what you do. I, the passion for me is, I, I guess, every, everything that is in my life I am passionate about yeah. and things that I'm not passionate about, they tend to just dwindle away. Yeah. Um, that, that was the most amazing thing about doing the, uh, the Dancing Ice um, that I've just finished doing. Yeah. Um, to be able to dedicate six months of my life um, with absolute passion and wish, with absolute mm. determination, knowing that eventually after the first three weeks where I was rubbish, once I found that <laughs> little bit of a, oh, hang on, I've got this, um, to be able to then try and exceed or, or try and excel at that uh, at that thing and, and be taken on the journey with the most amazing partner, Vanessa Bauer. She was insane, insanely good and, a, and a, the, the perfect mm partner for me to have that momentum and to have that passion i mean i'm i proper it's only been a couple of th- three weeks since since yeah. we finished i proper i properly miss it um because it was it was it was my passion well brendan i can i can relate to this as you know i did dancing on ice and i absolutely but did. i, I <laughs> 
<laughs> my story's not quite as as, uh, as celebrated well, as yours, right. unfortunately. Yeah. So, but, so uh, we've all got different journeys. <laughs> but I but I understand what you're saying because I had an amazing partner in Jodine Higgins. She's so amazing and such a lovely girl, and we got on like a yeah. house on fire, and we and we gelled and we did really well. But I had the same thing. Like you know, it's a four months of training beforehand, uh, and then you go yeah. into the show. So. I dedicated, and you can't do anything else, can you, Brendan? It's like, it's all in, all consuming. I mean, you know, I couldn't even think about writing a songs or, 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 or like, you know, doing gigs and stuff. I did a couple of gigs in that time, but I remember thinking, I don't want to do this. I'd rather be on the ice. And I absolutely fell in love with ice skating. The dancing side, yeah. not so much, because I, I think I'm a bit of a two left feet. I, my, the, the arc would have been, <laughs> the arc would have been uh, definitely apparent, I think. But my story is I, I broke my... A leg literally three days before the first show, and I didn't get to actually uh, perform, which was oh. I was gutted. The, the thought is horrific, mate. Uh, that thought of of get doing all the four months, like you say, four months of training to get to that point, and then yeah. it's oh. gone. Sorry, you're, you're off. Uh, there's uh, and and also the, the, the other thing that happened was I got I had I was like Jodine at that point was like family to me, and like you know she, Chrissy, my wife, got on really well with her and her husband. Uh, Sean and and yeah, I know it was great. I mean, we we really really got on. But then see what happened with it is when as soon as I I'm out, you know, Chico took over, and so I had to watch Chico, you know, take my place and dance with, with Joe Dean, and uh, it was really hard. Oh, it was tough. That oh. is harsh. That is really harsh. Well, I, midway through my um my stint on the show, I had um Vanessa had, had a positive um test, so she had to sit out a week, and uh, I had the option of dancing with another girl, mm. uh, one of the other pros, Robin. I just I said absolutely not. I, I won't. I won't do it. I can't dance mm. with another woman in front of my <laughs> Vanessa. Uh, oh, yeah. Just yeah. Because, because it's 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 you invest too much time with them, and and it's, it, it would have felt like cheating in a <laughs> in a very weird way, not in a sexual way. She was half my age. <laughs> but just that that yeah. feeling of uh, no, I can't do it. But I said, however, um, I'm happy to dance with with Brendan. I did a the, you know a, a male male sort of number, and I loved it. It was powerful. Oh, it was that exciting. Was great. Really that was fun. a great fix for that situation, right? It, it was the perfect fix. It was the perfect moment. Um, I felt sorry for she. Vanessa still struggled to watch it, but she was. I, I'd imagine it would have been much harder if it had been, let's yeah. say, Robin. Isn't it funny how? I mean, you you and I have that kind of celebrity thing where now and again we we go and do things that are not our thing. Like you know, I've done Master Chef. I've done, I did yeah. like the, the games, which is like, you know, Olympic disciplines and stuff like that. Absolutely. How, yeah. It's amazing how Love you that. can find, yeah, how you can find something, uh, you know, in a stage of our life like this, where you you get the opportunity to work with these incredible people like you do in Dancing on Ice and, and fall in love with something. Like, yeah, you know, you almost phenomenal. think, oh, this, this could have been a path for me, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I was like, what? <laughs> I absolutely loved it, you know. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I just, I love that part of it. And, the, and just the fact that you have to dedicate your time to it because you know you've got like some, it's like a ticking clock coming down, like to when you're going to start, uh, you know, uh, performing in front of millions of people, you know. That's, that's a very weird thing. Actually, throughout, throughout the show, it, because it's only a 10-week show, I'm, I was used to doing sort of 15 weeks uh, on, on Strictly mm. and did it for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those things that once it was on, it was like ticking. It was it was going to end, and yeah. I, I I felt like I was good enough to hopefully get somewhere towards the end. I wasn't hopefully going to go out in the in the first few weeks, um, so I had that feeling of I've only got maybe might only last another four, five, six at the maximum ten yeah. weeks, and and it's all over. But bear in mind, you've already done three, four months of training before this point, um, so it was a very a very weird feeling as we went through the through the thing, and especially for the from the semi final into the final. I mean, I was so relieved to make that the final because yeah. it was a, a we did we did two two couples got eliminated from the semi-final into the final and then there was a two week or a week break between the semi-final and the final and uh to, to miss out on the on the final would have been devastating i wasn't really thinking about winning yeah. it i never really did i always sort of knew that regan was going to win it so it was one of those uh, things of of please let me make the final and that that you i've just devoted at that point, mm. five and a half months of my life to this, I want to be there for that end 
came to fruition. Is it interesting for you that the fact that, like, obviously you've been involved in Strictly Come Dancing and you are the professional dancer. Um, it, was it a very, very different feeling to be on the other shoe, if you know what I mean? Like, so you're now the contestant uh, and you yeah. have a professional dancer with you. <laughs> it's, it was weird. I had to check myself quite a lot because there were so many times <laughs> I, 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 had, I have strong feelings when it comes to performing. No. Um, funny that. Or not. <laughs> yeah, weird. And then the amount of times, um, let's say, Vanessa would say, oh, I'd like to do this here, and I'd be like, I mean, but that doesn't that doesn't fit the music. <laughs> I mean, she's thankfully few and far between because she's a great choreographer and she does actually listen to music, unlike quite a few ice skaters. Um, but so we were a great partnership for each other. Once she understood where I was coming from, we ended up collaborating on on the choreography quite a lot. Uh, obviously, she knows all the skating um, side of things and the, the different things we can do. But uh, from my point of view, it was all about the musicality. For instance, our bolero for the for the last number, she wanted to do one particular thing, and I just said, "Listen, keep, give me an opportunity to show you something." You know, I've been thinking about and and that was what we ended up doing for the actual number we uh, like where I, was, I pushed her across the ice and we were on our knees she pushed me across the ice and I we had this developing feeling and then the, the whole routine developed from that one little moment yeah. where we created it together and that made it really special for me because I don't think I could have just been a bystander and okay this is the choreography that you've told me I'm doing so we'll do it which it was for the first few weeks obviously because I didn't really I didn't push yes. that that boundary too much I was I said to her when we first met Whatever you say, I'm gonna, uh, you want me to do, I will do it, and you won't get any arguments from me. <laughs> that was that was short-lived. You've taken that back. Uh, yeah, I, I was perhaps premature on that, but at the same time, I had 15 years of experience on Strictly, yeah. where um, I had partners that that were just a nightmare to to work with, a nightmare to to, to coach and perform mm. with, and I didn't want to be that for my partner. I wanted her to to oh, love sure coming to work having, every day. To, someone that came from a dance background. Sometimes, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> sure. But dance background without the mouth would have been better for her. But um, <laughs> she she admitted to me at the end that she actually quite loved it. She quite liked it because it yeah. actually challenged her and made her think a lot more than she's used to. And 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 she said she grew from the experience. So that's that's a that's a positive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you being involved in Strictly for 16 years and then doing Dancing on Ice 2 um, can you see those contestants that don't have the dedication and passion oh um, a mile away a mile away yeah and you know they're not going to get far yeah and it's not even about getting far or not getting far it's all you really want in that situation is your partner, whoever they are, to walk in and go, right, I am here and I'm excited about it. What can we do? And, and then hopefully they've got, you know, a, a small amount of ability which you can then work with. And if, if you only make week five or week four, but they've dedicated their life and they've, they've, they've given it all they've got, you're, you're, a, happy, you're a happy pro, essentially. Um, give me somebody that walks in and goes, I don't want to do this. Uh, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm just here to get the fame. I'm here to get the fortune, whatever. Then that that makes a that makes the job absolutely vile and and of my 15 series that i had um the uh, i had a good handful of people that, that were like that and it was soul destroying and i hated it i hated every second of them i had one partner that said said to me um on day two i listen i don't want to learn any of that that shit you talk you're teaching me um just teach, teach me the steps i'll take care of the rest and i went oh okay jokey so how did you respond to that um well <laughs> let's just say she didn't she didn't uh, she wasn't she <laughs> she got a bit of the wrath I, I i tried to be i tried to you've got to try and do it diplomatically because because you, you've got to spend i mean we spent how far did we go on the show we went seven weeks i'm talking about lulu by the way i, I oh. i'm quite happy to say it um say she was an absolute bitch um she, <laughs> Uh, she says the same about me, so I don't care. Um, uh, we we spent, I think we went seven weeks or eight weeks on the show, plus the three or four weeks of training before. Um, and it, you've got to spend, you dedicate yeah. six, seven hours a day in the same room with somebody. It just doesn't. It it can't work. You've yeah. got to you've got to have respect for your partner, and she had no respect for me. I mean, the first thing she said on the show when we got partnered together was, "Oh no, not him." Oh, for I mean, like, goodness, Jesus. Thing. Jesus, lady, I didn't fancy you either, you poison little dwarf. But, um, but you know, we're stuck Boom! together. Let's make the most of it. I think my dad had an affair with Lulu back in the 60s. Yes, baby! No! Oh, no! Really? Wow. Yeah. That is uh, they're, they're all coming out. I think we've got more than one listener now. You know, when we yeah. started, we weren't, we weren't sure. We thought it was probably just, you know. We've not just I got reckon. my mum, we've now got my dad. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and no, your mum stopped listening. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> on that bombshell, where ask... do we go from there? Lynn, you uh, had a question. I do not know. Yeah, I on, well, actually, I was going to ask him the same question you did, but in another way round, oh. which shows that we are in... Synced, yeah. mind-melding. No, the thing with you is that focus, like this thing of doing stuff, uh, and, 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 uh, um, and what's interesting and lovely about you is that you want to do things that are positive. That when you get annoyed is when it's not the positive outcome. And you're like, oh, come on, we should be doing this and it should be positive. I wondered if you hadn't found dancing, uh, what what, is there something else that you think you would have done? Would you have built bridges or something like that or (laughs) gone Uh, into politics or something? uh, Jesus, with the current state of politics, I wish I had, I'd uh, sack them all. Yeah, be easy, wouldn't it? (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, the, I would actually, I would have gone into building. I left school at 16 to build houses or actually to roof houses um, and and eventually build houses um, because I love working with my hands. I I like the creative side of it. I love working with wood. Uh, In New Zealand, we, you know, you do everything. You dig the foundations, you tie the steel, you pour the foundations, you pour the floor, you put the the wooden walls up, you know, the stud walls, um, you put the roof on, all of that kind of thing. So the only thing you don't really do are the electrics and the, you know, the proper trades. Um, Can I just (laughs) say that at at this moment, in time, I don't feel very butch. Very butch Me neither. or handy. Really. I feel very yeah, butch. No. Um, uh, if it helps, I also made dresses at some point in That doesn't surprise me that you would have done building, though, because if there was a thing, sort of a word within story that I would use for you, it would be about construction. Yeah. It is about the building of, th- or the making of things the that making. were not there before, yeah. right? So there's an empty space, and now I'm making this thing. Yeah, creatively, you you can do things in all. You know, we we I'm lucky. I, I get to create on a stage and 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 have an audience enjoy hopefully what what I do. But creatively, you can you can put up a structure. You can uh, you can put a flower bed in. You can do all these sorts of things. And I love I love I just love working with my hands. Um, so yeah, that's always been something I've done. When I was a kid, uh, we didn't have much money. So um, but I loved I loved building. So I used to take the the hammer, whip the nails out of the walls of the garage and and whack them together and whack two pieces of woods together just because I loved creating something so I mean the, uh, it's a wonder the garage didn't the fall garage down didn't fall apart but... <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly why is the garage on a lean not me uh, uh, but I do have this amazing uh, axe another... yeah. yes exactly <laughs> exactly I was always making something um, so uh, I, I think I was I was destined to go into something of that field, uh, and I'd love to build my own house at, at one point. Have in you my got life, the man shed? Have you have you got the have I you got the tools? Have you got all the gear? I, Is it on I, I, all I've, on the wall? Everything labelled? I've got all the gear and, and no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sequins. I love it's got tools. sequins on it. <laughs> I went to a tool shop today because I had to buy a a, 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 um, a drill bit, and I could have walked down and there, around there for an hour just just gazing at the different things, going, "Oh, okay, that's lovely." Yeah, you've got the tools and the outfits. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I can see a routine coming on with power tools, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, one of the the things we do in this in this lovely podcast is we ask our guests for a song um, that. It has some kind of emotional connection for them, either happy or sad memories or uh, or just something that uh, makes them feel, you know? Um, yeah. And then yeah. I uh, I take that song and uh, recreate my own little version here in my, in my little studio uh, as yeah. a little gift for our guests. So um, so tell us tell us the song that uh, that you chose. Uh, the song I'd, I'm very excited to hear what you've done something with uh, is Tennessee Whiskey by Chris mm-hmm. Stapleton. Um, which for me, um, firstly, Chris Stable has got just the most phenomenal power behind his, his voice. And I love country. I've always been a, a fan of, of that kind of country sound. Um, not the old stuff like Johnny Cash in my view, but the, the, the more, the, the newer country. I just, I just love it. I find it really exciting to listen to. Um, so uh, this particular song, I actually, uh, I mean, my wife and I, 
both love it. Um, it's one of those things that when it comes on, we both smile at each other, that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she actually suggested that I do it in my one of my tours. It was one of those things I said, yes, that's a great challenge. So I learned the song on the guitar um, whilst, and so then I, within my shows, I have uh, between 10 and 14 musicians. Um, so the guitarist came down and played it alongside me, so I wasn't flying solo. And <laughs> then my, my singers, Ian and Jenna, they'd come and so the four of us sat on these stools and played this particular song mid-show and it was something very different that the audience weren't really expecting and uh, yeah a, a lovely moment in the show so I'm very excited to see what you've done now with I've it. got to live up to your version <laughs> yeah no pressure just for you Brendan Carl we have Chesney Hawks singing Tennessee Whiskey of course I used to spend my nights out in a ballroom Liquor was the only love I know But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom And brought me back From being too far gone You're a Tennessee whiskey You're as sweet As strawberry wine You're as warm As a glass of brandy Honey, I stay stoned On your love all the time I've looked for love In all the wrong places I found the bottom of a bottle Though it's dry But when you poured out your heart, I didn't waste it Because there's nothing like your love to get me high yeah. You're a smooth, a Tennessee whiskey You're a smooth 
It's Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Just for you, Brendan Cole, Chesney Hawk performing Tennessee whiskey. And a round of applause for my wife as well. Oh, it's a lovely moment just watching you two enjoying that. It was really nice. Chesney Zoe, please say my love. Nah, I will. I will do Chesney. I will do. Um, Mate, thank you so much for that. It's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Um, It's a it's a it's a stunning song and a gorgeous rendition. Thank you. I love the simplicity of that song. It's like one of the things about doing this show is that you know every every show I have to recreate a song, and this is I think like a twenty second song I've had to do so far, something like that. Right. And uh, this is probably more actually, but anyway, um, is you know deconstructing a a song. I mean, this one's pretty simple as it as it is, but like you have to kind of cut it right back. And I and I always make sure that it's like literally just me and a guitar or me and a piano, just like really simplify it. But this one just works because it's just so simple and so beautiful and lyrically just great. But I have to say, his vocal is just insane i mean he has such an amazingly powerful soulful voice like and you've, i i've watched yeah. versions of him playing it live as well and he's god he's oh talented. yeah shit did you see the um the uh, what was it the the um the music awards uh where you did it with justin timberlake um, no i haven't seen that did you watch that one the, uh, what is it the um the vmas uh, the the no cma the cmas country music awards watch right. that version there's a seven minute version they do two songs uh, oh, back wow. to back him oh, and I justin will, timberlake i will definitely it's, it's out of this world you just you just want to be on that stage it's yeah. it's, it's phenomenal um yeah. so yeah uh, lo- lovely uh, lovely song um beautiful thank you man that's awesome i know you're totally welcome that's that's all for you i'll send you a copy please 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 uh, ask one last question. Go on. Right. 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 That currently in the world, in mm. the crazy mixed up world that we live in, mm. it's uh, one of the things that I think people are struggling with is a lack of focus. Right. There's knowing what to connect to and how to join anything. Um, it's it's almost an impossible question, but I feel like a swarthy pirate dancer such as yourself <laughs> will be able. I should say, swarthy pirate dancer, tool collector, builder, yeah. as yourself should be able to answer it. Which is, um, if you don't have dedication, do you think there's a way that you can find it? How can oh, you find cranky. something to be dedicated to? I actually think it's really tricky in today's world that we're living in right now, uh, especially for the last you know, whatever's been building, whatever they're doing, whatever they're up to um, for the last couple of three years. Uh, I think it's really hard to find focus. I'm struggling myself because everywhere I turn, I feel like there's a, there's a, almost a, a wall. Um, taxes, uh, paying too much in tax, uh, cost of living going up. Um, everybody is, everybody's struggling. Um, mm. Myself included. I, I make no bones about it. You know, the cost of living is, is huge. Um, and so they get to find that motivation where, where you feel like you're being battered from, from every, everywhere you turn, you're being, you're being either battered or, or the government are just taking loads of, loads of your money away for, for no particular reason. Um, so I find that really tricky, but I, I, I guess it's like everything. You take one step, um, you know, once you've taken one step, you can take another step. And once you take a third step, you, you know, and you, you build, uh, maybe, maybe for for many, the thought of the the fifty steps they've got to get to before they can reach a certain point is too much. But one step is not too much for for most. Two steps might be a push, but we you keep on building. And and like anything, let's say let's say you want to put a show together, you don't start off by going, okay, we're going to put a show together. Here's everything you need. You start <laughs> off and you go, right, how many people? Uh, wh- where are we going? Break what, it what, down. What kind, right? of, what kind of music? You break it down, and you 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 take you tick one box every day. Um, and I think it's the same. For, for life and, and everything we do you tick you, you try and find a couple of things that you need to tick off and if you can you, you can achieve them achieve them achieve them then <laughs> then hopefully um you become closer to that goal um and if if, if your goal takes you a year or five years mm. as long as you're trying to achieve it um you know sometimes this, this is the problem sometimes goals are too big and and they're too far away mm. uh, and it's too hard to get there and, so, and especially in the last few years for, for many people um, so much has been taken from us that how the hell do I achieve that I've uh, you know all, all these things you've you, we've we've all worked for our whole lives uh, for me I'm a I'm a middle-aged 46 year old fella um, and and 
I was going places and then all of a sudden, you know, you take a couple of years away from that and you've got it, you start again from scratch. And it's really hard. It's, mm. it's really hard to find that motivation because, because that, that motivation has, has actually been squashed. Yeah. Um, so one step at a time. No, I agree. I'm more worried about like kids, my kids age, you know, because finding that motivation for them in particular right now is so hard. Oh boy. And, you know, I, I had a conversation with my eldest the other day and, you know, he feels a little bit stuck and doesn't quite know, you know, where he wants to go. But like, you know, I said to him, just put one foot forward. And if you yeah. put one foot forward, then maybe you'll think about putting another foot forward and then you'll gain momentum it really is and 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 when you're having those difficult times motivation is at, at its very lowest and and i i i've to, to i tell you i tell you a little story um when dancing lights came along uh, for me which is we're going back to maybe middle of last year at that point i hadn't had a, a gig in a year and a bit um and it was you know things were tough financially and and emotionally more more so than anything because I was actually I was I was I became just a I became a dad um, a full time dad doing the school run every morning every afternoon dropping them at the party drop them here drop them here go and pick up the shop and cook the meals and and I had a real lack of of motivation to even to even think about what what project can I can I find what where can I go from from here because it seemed like everything was it was kind of pointless especially that time theatres weren't open uh, um, nothing. The, television weren't really booking I, I live in Mallorca um, I'm not there now I'm in England at the moment but um, we had I had this real low low point and when Dancing on Ice came along it was almost like a, it was like a, a lifeline um, here you go do you want to do this absolutely get, get <laughs> Give me the skates. I want to start now. Um, and so for me, that was my. It was. It was a real, a real chance for me, I suppose. Um, and fr- through through that, the, my motivation grew grew back. Even though the government still want lots of money from me, and and they're, they're, you know they're making it living almost impossible. Um, I have that motivation back to go right. What's my next thing? I'm going to go and take it now. I, I, you know, I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for many people, many people they don't have that. They don't have that. Right, I'm back in the game. So I'm I'm very lucky. Um, but I. I know a lot of people out there will will have had those same feelings that I had um, this time last year, and, and they'll still be in that feeling of depression and 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 how do I get myself out of that? One step at a time, make a small goal. It's, there's a nice phrase for it actually, I think, from you, which is it's one step to begin the dance. Oh, yes, baby, one there you step go. to begin like the that. dance. Sounds like a song title to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chesney's like hmm, write it down. Brendan Cole, you have been a joy. What a little joy yeah. you are, you Pleasure. swarthy, tool belted pirate, you. <laughs> I was happy to be asked and happy to accept. Thank you very, very much. No, thank you so much for coming on, Brendan. It's so, it's so good to see you. And uh, I know that we have been absolutely rubbish uh, at uh, seeing each other. We, we'd have to... Long-distance relationship, my friend. Mate, it's a long-distance relationship, but we like it. It's yeah, okay. we do. And I still love you and, and Zoe, of course. And I can't wait to meet you, kiddos. Absolutely. Uh, well, mate, um, a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. Love to Chrissy and the kids. Say Brendan, thank you so much for, right. for taking the time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you. Brendan Cole on our podcast. Bye, guys. Bye, Brendan. Thank you. There you go, uh, team. The love, you I were told right, you, Ches, one of the nicest guys yeah, in show he's business, a right? beautiful man. He really is. And I, I, just spending that time with him there makes me realise that I've been stupid in not seeing him more. He's lovely. Yeah, he's And lovely. so is Zoe. His wife is so gorgeous and so lovely. Um, you know, so, yeah. I'm glad you guys got to spend some time with him. Yeah, think, it was really enjoyable. Sorry, Lynn. No, on. I just, I was going to say, I, I think that I really, um, I felt like I understood him because he... Um, he's been painted as being like sort of demanding and bad tempered and all sorts of things have been said about him. And so mm. when you said like <laughs> uh, Brendan's coming on, I was like, oh, he, he's he's swarthy. He's going to be feisty, <laughs> right? <laughs> but actually, you can totally see his point. Like he wants mm-hmm. good stuff to happen. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to faff about and waste time. He, he no. wants. To build when he said he would quality. be a builder, yeah. yeah, it's rules. But when he said he would be a builder, I was like, of course you would be a builder, of course you would. Well, you, you said it first. Yeah, that's what yeah. I loved about that, Lynn. You, you said, would you have been a builder? And he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are Mystic Man. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely guy. It was lovely to talk about our 
our topic, our word of the, the show, wasn't it? Dedication. Yeah, we really covered it. So what Absolutely. do you feel that like you've learned about dedication? Do you think you, you think about I mean, obviously you've learned more than the rest of us, Neil, because you've been looking up the Wikipedia, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's quite simple. I think obviously um, Brendan's childhood it, uh, affected him and that he he decided he was going to roll his sleeves up and um and make things happen and do stuff and 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 that mm. was his role and i think it was probably it's born mm. into you probably what 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 happened to him as a child it, it was mm. formed and he just became someone that if you if if you need shit done you either need a lynn right <laughs> Why or me? maybe you I'm need a, a, Bre- a brendan <laughs> <laughs> i don't get shit done i make mark get it done I'm like Mark, you, I need yeah. things. Do you know what I always used to say? My, my old boss, bless her, Carol Humphrey, she's a woman in a man's world. And I always used to say, if you want shit done, ask <laughs> Carol. She will get shit done. And she did. And now we add Brendan yeah. Cole to that yeah. list of yeah. people. That he inspired really me, actually. I, I felt like it, I saw the passion in him when, when he talked about his show. Um, and putting it all together and sitting back and watching it and the pride that was, you know, bubbling up and you could see it in mm. his eyes. Um, and then he, he had the same thing yeah. talking about uh, power tools and, and like wanting to build a house, know, you know. know. And, uh, it's inspiring, you know. It made me want to work with him. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I felt yeah. like kind of jumping. So, oh, Brendan, should we do something together? Should we, uh, should we do a show uh, together? Should we go <laughs> pick up a leaf <laughs> you know, I want to go dig a hole with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, in essence, getting them to do this podcast is a little bit like digging a hole, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like come yeah. and be in the hole of our podcast. I feel brainier after uh, this podcast and I feel uh, more inspired about people. That's what I feel. Yeah, me, too. I've, me, I, me too. I feel yeah. like um, the people are quietly trying to do good stuff um, mm. while I'm yes. here with my chickens and my bees. Well, you're doing good stuff there. Do you think? That's all. That's all good stuff. Yeah, you're just doing. You're, you're doing chicken and uh-huh. bee good stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I think all that uh, remains to say is thank you very much, listener, for listening. We really, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mum. We really appreciate that you stuck with us till the very end. So I've been Ferguson. I've been Harrington, and I've been Hawks. And we will see you next time. Woo-hoo. Ciao, ciao, everyone. Bye, bye. Ciao. Bye. You've been listening to Ferguson Harrington Hawks with Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Written and produced for Source Productions by, surprise, surprise, Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. (laughs) 